Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And, and you're, you're about, about to, to get, get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 155 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto Shippuden episodes 44 through 48, where Sai helps Orochimaru find a pen pal, Kabuto has a whole collection of corpses, and Yamato wants you to swallow his seed. Look, instead of catching this very low-hanging fruit, I'm just going to throw it out there that instead of talking about that, we should talk about stairs. Staring. Starily. Through the stairs. Because this episode's are all about stairs. You walk up them, look at other people with them. Anyways, let's jump in. They're gonna have a romance shared entirely <laughs> through stairs. Dana, 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 this dana, shovel dana, face. Dana, 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 dana. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, I love those videos. Um, okay, well, hi everyone. <laughs> hey. Uh, in case you were wondering what Blake was talking about, I, I think he was talking about the, the, um the honest trailers for the twilight series and yeah particularly the first two i believe yeah they're all pretty great though anyways yeah. uh hey everybody God. i don't have much anime news this week i i tried to look around to see if there was anything that was really glaring for me and it not much was super interesting other than that they have talked about a the avatar the last airbender series but the way that they talked about it sort of seemed like they were just talking about the series that was already in production. So I'm like, I don't know if they're going to put oh. out another series or if this is I, like a, another animated series or the live action one or what. Yeah, I've got a few things to say just kind of off the top of my head. But on that, I read an article about it that was like, it made it sound like it's a fan made series that has been heard of and retroactively officially sanctioned by the creators of avatar and will be released and i i was under the impression that it was an animated series and i saw something that made me think it was about toff but i don't know that for sure i might just be making that up yeah but i I don't know that's worth investigating color me interested though (laughs) yeah on that note, one thing i was thinking this week is that um you know we've got all these social media handles the most of the social media is managed by Spencer because he is more tolerant of social media than I am. But I am a Redditor for many years, so Reddit to me is a place that is fun to be. Um, I know not every part of Reddit is fun, uh, but the parts of Reddit that I go to are pretty fun. And uh, of course, we have a subreddit there. And one of the things I was thinking is, you know, I post on that subreddit every time that we have an episode. But uh every once in a while we have people comment on some of those episodes that's great if you have thoughts on the show i would uh i would say that posting in on the uh reddit comment section of that episode in our reddit page is a really good place to have a discussion about you know whatever thoughts you're having about whatever nonsense we've been spouting off that week and also i was thinking uh i am gonna do mm, I'm going to make more of an effort to uh, 
post articles when I find them to our Discord or our uh, not Discord, geez, to our Reddit page because I think that our Reddit page is cool. I think it's good that we're posting our own episodes there and that's going to continue, but I want it to branch a little bit more into a uh, a discussion zone or a news zone. I don't want it just to be only a you know an alternate feed for our episodes. I want it to be a little bit more of a living community than that. Uh, with that said, you, listener, should be able to post there as well. So if you have thoughts, if you want to start a discussion, if you want to make a poll, or if you have news that you'd like to post, uh, or even cross-post from another subreddit, um, feel free to do so, because uh, I, I, my Google knows that I like anime, but it does not know how much I like anime, and it tells me a lot of other stuff that I uh, don't find as relevant to my interests. So I don't always see the good anime news, and I would love to, and I use Reddit a lot, so if you're, if you're around uh, and you're so inclined, I would encourage you to get the to our subreddit, which is r slash get jumped and, uh, you know, ma- make your presence known. Um, I also wanted to say this week I was doing some thinking about Naruto because we are covering Naruto today. And one of the things I was thinking about is that, uh, you know, we've gotten some pushback on the criticisms that we give of Naruto because we are often sort of frustrated by this or that in the Naruto episodes that we cover. I would I would be really surprised if this week is not an exception for uh, uh, for that because um, there's a lot of frustrating stuff here, uh, even though they're they're pretty good episodes, I would say. Um, but uh, I. I don't know. What I was thinking of is that, you know, looking back on all the critiques that we've made, they're almost never about Naruto the series as much as they are about Naruto the anime. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, there are definitely exceptions. The the one, the biggest one that sticks out to me is our long discussion about um, what happens with Choji during the Sasuke retrieval arc, which we you know, do an episode covering that plot and go into great detail there. So there's definitely things that we don't agree on about the, you know, the plot direction. And I suspect we will have more of those in the future. But uh, for the most part, I was just kind of struck by the fact that, like, we have a lot of critiques for the show. Um, But I wanted to encourage you listeners to remember that we are critiquing, we are usually critiquing the show because of the way that it handles the material and not actually the material the show is making. Because I I don't know. I, I just know that we've had some people that were kind of unhappy with us critiquing that. And I just need everyone to like me all the time. And um, you know, I also I also have become more aware in the course of doing this podcast that sometimes people take what you say in a different direction than really what you were intending, even if you clarify it. So I know some people out there are probably still going to hear us critiquing the pacing issues that the anime has, which almost exclusively come from the fact that it was the old style of anime release where you release an episode a week, no matter what. And so they had to just really drag it out because they would otherwise catch up to the manga too quickly. That, you know, causes pacing issues because they're, isn't story to fill into all the time that they want to spend. And uh, those are, I I would say valid critiques and, and, you know, you can not be bothered by them or you can find that the 
explanation that it was sort of a necessary evil of their release strategy absolves them of those sins. But, uh, you know, Spencer and I are going to keep pointing those things out. All of that said, uh, you know, I would encourage you to remember that uh, we really like Naruto. It's one yeah. of the reasons it was one of the four shows we decided to cover when we started this uh, podcast, because we both liked it and wanted to rewatch it. And, you know, ultimately, I'm going to have a lot of complaints with these episodes today as far as pacing goes. But as far as plot goes, I actually really love this whole sequence. Uh, and generally speaking, that is my feelings about Naruto as a whole, is that it is a series that's doing a lot of things that I really like, but that the anime, because of the way that they're releasing it in relation to the plot progression of the manga, has a lot of pitfalls that it falls into. Yeah, and I will say as well, uh, be aware that we are also people that have been roughly talking about Naruto for 39 to 40 weeks. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> we talk about this show a lot. We watch it a lot. We have to watch it with a, a degree of paying as much attention to it as possible. We're also somebody that has seen it already, so there's a lot of, um, you know, I've I've seen it and read all the way through the manga, so it's one of those things where it's like, it, yeah. it is tread territory for me so now it is a a watch to enjoy but also to break down but that's a that's a really good point because uh, that's a critique that we've brought up too which is that naruto's pretty good on the first watch but the uh the ways that they drag things out can feel really infuriating or interminable or whatever the right word is here for you when you know that something big is coming and they're just you can feel them like making you wait for it. And that is frustrating, but it can also be really great because I'm the kind of person who loves that sort of tension and that anticipation. So I'm like, let's get to it. But I also kind of enjoy the tease of it all and the, the excitement of the fact that I know that something big is coming and I'm excited to see what happens. On the second rewatch, like I was looking at these episodes today and I was like, this is a little bit of a downtime in between one thing that I thought was really cool and another thing that I thought was really cool. And I also found myself daydreaming while watching these episodes about some stuff that happens like way later in the season, AKA killer B and pretty much everything about him. So, uh, you Man, know, we're gonna rhyme. We're gonna rhyme to so much in those episodes. <laughs> you what? So we're gonna start rhyming so much inside of those episodes. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. So yeah, I there's uh, you know Naruto, uh, and this again, I think if you talk about the story of Naruto, or if you're reading Naruto, the problem isn't really there. With, you know, with the caveat that I, it's been a while since I've read Naruto, but um, I remember it reading really well. And I've been reading a lot of manga lately. And, you know, manga, generally speaking, moves at a pretty fast pace. And the anime adaptations of this era, of which Naruto is one of the biggest, don't because of the way that they're made. And... Um, so I think if you're rereading Naruto or in some other way, revisiting the story in a way where you can kind of set your own pace, it loses almost all of these problems. But with the anime, because they are setting their pace based on this sort of arbitrary restriction that is has to do with our world and not the world of the story, then uh, it, it can get 
a little arduous at times. And even when it's hitting pretty well, which I would again say that these episodes that we're covering today hit pretty well for me, um, you can still find yourself being like, these are good, but this isn't, you know, it's not exactly what we came here for. And I remember cool stuff that we came here for happening soon. And I, I just wish we would hurry on up and get there. Yeah. Well, with all that being said, uh, go ahead and give us what happened previously on Naruto Shippuden. Yeah. So, uh, thank you. If you, uh, if you, if somehow this is your first episode and you are also not familiar with Naruto, uh, thank you for sticking with us through that fairly deep dive into Naruto without any of this backstory. Here's the backstory. Uh, Naruto is a series about a kid named Naruto. He is uh, 15 or 16 right now in the series, although when it began, uh, he was uh, three years younger than that. And um, Naruto started off as kind of not very good at anything, uh, sort of a troublemaker because he uh, he was an orphan and was a little bit shunned by the people in his society. And so he became a troublemaker because he was desperate for attention. And that was the only way he could figure out how to get attention. He uh, ended up becoming a ninja in training because this is a series about ninjas and specifically anime ninjas who can breathe fire and wear bright colors and still be called ninjas. Naruto became a ninja in training. The original series of Naruto is largely about him learning to become a ninja and getting into various uh, important world events on, on that journey. We are now in Naruto Shippuden. That is uh, a series that marks the three-year time skip between the end of the original Naruto series and the beginning of the second half of the story. If you're reading along, the name is Naruto the whole time. It does not change. The time skip just happens, but the anime disambiguates by adding the word Shippuden to the title. Here, Naruto has become older, of course. He's also become much stronger, much more uh, capable and uh, a lot more centered focused uh he's not he's not the sort of like loud mouth popping off all the time although he definitely still has those qualities um he also was shunned as a child because he has a giant demon fox sealed inside of his body that was news to him at some point but now he's made uh something of peace with it because it is uh, as far as we know an irreversible situation that demon fox sometimes can take over his body when things get really dire. It did so quite recently, and um, I believe at the start of these episodes, he will be reverting back to his human form. What we learned recently is that also the more intense the fox possession of Naruto gets, the more damage it does to his body. And even though the fact that he houses a demon fox inside of him generally means that Naruto heals really quickly, the damage caused by the fox taking over does not heal as well and could potentially start taking a permanent toll on Naruto's body or shortening his lifespan or something like that. So this is a big deal. Um, Naruto has a couple of teammates. One is a girl named Sakura. She was placed on his team when they were kids. She didn't have a lot going on for her in the first series. They fixed that in the time skip. Sakura has now become a proficient medic, and she's also super strong and dangerous in a fight. She's pretty cool and uh, has gotten, I, I don't know, she, she basically became a character you can like instead of a character that you were like, I wish they would do something with her. And so they did, and it's great. Um, they, of course, have a lot of history together. Their current team leader is a guy named Yamato, who they do not have a lot of history with. He came on board pretty recently. He has a very unique uh, ninjutsu style, which is the magic system of this world. 
most of the time you can't do things like make plants grow, but he totally can because he has uh, DNA spliced into him from a historical figure that also had that ability. Um, so he was he was tapped to be the team leader on their current mission, partly because he also, as a result of this DNA splicing, has the ability to suppress the fox chakra from Naruto. Chakra is the energy that powers the ninjutsu. He can suppress that chakra, which would allow Naruto to take control again, which is exactly what he's doing at the start of these episodes. Um, they also had a fourth teammate, a guy named Sai, but Sai was sort of mysterious because there's also this dude named Danzo that lives back in their home village, which is the village hidden in the leaves, also called Konoha Gakure, shortened to Konoha. So Danzo is a grumpy old dude sort of working in the shadows. He's in charge of some of the Black Ops members, which is a team called the Anbu. Um, specifically, he's in charge of an offshoot of the Anbu called Anbu Root. Sai is a member of Anbu Root, and so his loyalties are potentially not exactly to the village and the mission, uh, which is where Naruto, Sakura, and Yamato's loyalties lie, but rather potentially to Donzo, who is sort of a son of a bitch in a ways that we will get into in these episodes. Um, recently, it seems like Sai is actually double-crossing our heroes because he went to talk to this big bad guy that they've been fighting, a dude named Orochimaru. Orochimaru is a semi-immortal snake man, and uh, he was involved in some bad stuff in the original series and has shown up again here to fight Naruto in his fox form. Now that Naruto is being reverted by Yamato, Sai has gone to talk to him because Danzo wanted him to make contact and uh, discuss some things with him that we'll talk about here in a second. Orochimaru has a subordinate named Kabuto, who, I don't know, he doesn't do a lot here, but he is a subordinate, he's pretty strong. And um, all of this is sort of centered around the idea of Naruto and Sakura's original third teammate, a guy named Sasuke. He was the sort of direct opposite of Naruto. Instead of loud, he was quiet. Instead of brash, he was reserved. Instead of a fuck-up, he was a prodigy. And that created a rivalry between them that over the course of the series morphed into a, a sort of rivalry friendship. At just in time for Sasuke to decide that he needed to get some more power by defecting to the villains, namely to Orochimaru, Naruto did what he could to stop him but was unable to, and now has basically devoted his life to getting strong enough to finding and returning Sasuke to the village. Um, Orochimaru, again, is who Sasuke went off with. So they're thinking that this semi-chance meeting with Orochimaru will allow them to find Sasuke, which may indeed be true. And I guess we'll find out a little bit more about that as we pick up with episode 44. Episode 44 is called The Secret of the Battle. This uh, this episode starts out with... Uh, there's going to be a lot of basically like replay of exactly what has happened in the previous episodes and then remembering of like, this is what happened in these previous episodes. Uh, it's one of those things that, like, we talked about just beforehand, where it's just, like, the pacing of it gets a little bit starey, and that was kind of the joke I was playing with on these episodes. Mm. Like, there's a lot of moments where they're just, like, them staring at each other, and then it, everything going very slowly. Um, yeah. So what happened in the previous episode is that Sai showed up to talk to Orochimaru, and uh, he... Orochimaru reached out to just basically kill him in the last episode, which happened except for it turns out that it was an ink clone and this ink 
clone um, was not the real Psy. The real Psy was just underground. And so the real Psy like, came back from underground. Orochimaru's and- like, will the real Psy please stand up? <laughs> so he, he, <laughs> it, uh, he, the real Psy comes up and he starts to have a conversation with Orochimaru. And he reaches back to his back to get something out. Um, while he's doing this, he is uh, accosted by Kabuto from behind. And Kabuto knocks him down. And he's just like, I just wanted to give him this. And Orochimaru is like, okay. And then he looks at the file and he's like, this is exactly what I needed. And then he's just like, he can come with us. Meanwhile. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, Naruto has been turned back into his normal self from his Fox self. He's been very badly Uh, burned. (laughs) Yeah. The bad news is that his Fox self, the impression that I get isn't that it's a burn so much as his skin flaking off. So he's like skinless right now. Uh, yeah, it's pretty brutal. Whatever it is, he's drawn to be in great pain, and his skin is colored a pretty noticeable shade of red to indicate the burn or the skinlessness or whatever it is. Um, Sakura, being a medical ninja, is going to exert herself to try and uh, heal him, and it's going to take a lot out of her. She also is going to notice she's aware of the fox being inside of him well i guess you would have to fucking be because he just turned into it but she knew about it before then and uh she knows that one of the side effects is that he heals really quickly and so she is not only surprised and concerned at how much effort it's taking to heal him granted his wounds are real bad but still uh not only that but the fact that he should be healing himself uh it, the whole thing is just making her very, very uncomfortable with this this whole Fox situation. So Naruto's going to come to, and uh, they're going to go to where Sai and Orochimaru were talking, but uh, as we said, they have now left, and they're going to find that Sai's special book was accidentally left behind. I didn't talk about this earlier on, but in a previous episode, we found out that Sai, who is an artist, has a picture book that he has made himself that he keeps with him and that is in some way of sentimental value and therefore he keeps it secret. They find that book and they're promptly going to do a reading your diary on him. Uh, although I don't think that happens in this episode. Um, but anyway, they find the book and uh, good news is that Yamato was able to make a clone of himself to follow Orochimaru Kabuto and Sai. And so they're going to be able to uh, get information by radio, which was kind of weird, but I guess that makes sense. I was like, I, I guess I kind of assumed that if you make a clone of yourself, you would sort of be clued in to what that clone was seeing and experiencing. And now that I say it out loud, I don't think that's how it works. Based <laughs> on other clones in this universe work. We'll also find out that at least for Naruto's clones, that is not how it works, but he can sort of retroactively get that information when he releases a clone um although we won't talk about that for some time but that is uh that that's uh there's a little spoiler that's what happens with naruto's clones but that is also in canon uh proof that clones do not they're not like a second set of eyes or whatever they don't relay the information as it's happening mm-hmm. so i guess it makes sense now that i'm i've talked myself out of it uh yamato has given his clone a uh, walkie-talkie or whatever so that he can keep tabs on what's going on uh, yeah and it's one of those big ass walkie talkies from like the eighties that has like one of the like stand up things. And he's like, yeah, he's this like is that. Shh, shh, talking to you, Yamato this... one. And he's like, shh, shh, 
read you, Yamato, too. And he's like, shh, shh. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you what's going on with the Rochimaru. And he's just like, shh, shh. Radio heard. That's exactly Dude, how it goes. That was great. That was high quality. So Yeah, so I'm a Foley artist, in case thing- you wanted to know. <laughs> This is another thing we haven't talked about in a while, uh, but we have referenced on our show before, which is that the creator of Naruto uh, intended that the setting of Naruto would be something close to the modern world. But if ninjutsu in the form that it exists in this anime had existed for a long time. And so the world feels kind of like, I was going to say feudal Japan, but I might be super off on that uh, era. That might be a little bit of my western ignorance creeping in but it feels like older era in japan which is a pretty common setting for fantasy anime but uh then sometimes people have tvs and radios and shit that's very modern day and that's because this is a world that is our modern day and has some of that technology but because uh you know functionally magic exists in their world their society has just been shaped in a wildly different trajectory from us so it doesn't show up as much uh, so that, that's this is one of those examples of that. Anyway, Yamato's going to be like, hey, uh, Sai is probably working for Donzo, and here's why I don't think Donzo is a good person, and it is that he doesn't like how the Leaf Village is now. His philosophy of how things should be was the opposite of the third Hokage, which is a guy we used to talk about a lot in Naruto because he was the leader at the start of the series. He was killed tragically in a big story arc that involved Orochimaru. And uh, Donzo apparently always disagreed with his way of doing things. The successor to the third Hokage, which is um, the fifth Hokage, because of some, the third Hokage had to become Hokage again after the fourth was killed. Uh, the fifth Hokage, that's Tsunade. She's the current Hokage. Hokage is like ninja president. Uh, she is more or less aligned with the third's philosophy of how things should be in the leaf village. So Yamato's like, I bet that Donzo doesn't like that. And I bet that Sai was sent here to make some sort of alliance with Orochimaru so that they can destroy the leaf village so that Donzo can pick up the pieces after said destruction and become the leader shaping it in his alternate philosophical direction. And, uh, pretty good read because we're going to find out that's exactly what's going on yep um so while they're chasing along uh trying to catch up with this group or at least uh they they're going to start chasing along they're they're going to be stopped because of injuries being too intense for them to travel uh sakura is gonna like fall down naruto is also like uh (laughs) yeah this Uh, is also episode 45 yeah episode 45 the consequences of betrayal so the other thing that is going to be happening inside of this episode is just like the least good fake out ever, which is that, uh, <laughs> Kabuto is going to make a uh, a a death clone, uh, like a dead body clone, and he's going to be like, okay, this is going to fool them into slowing down so they stop chasing us, and they it slows Yamato's clone down for like three seconds before he's just like, yeah, this is yeah. a dead clone. I was like, why is this happening? And here's what I think. Again, having not read the manga in a while, I suspect that this was an end of chapter shot. Because the purpose is to make you, the viewer, think that Sai has been killed. He has not. Yeah. Uh, 
but I it happens at a weird point in this episode. Like it's in the first half of the episode, and it is revealed to be a fake and that the heroes know that extremely promptly. So to me, I was like, why why did this occur? There's no dramatic tension. There is like if this didn't happen, there would be no effect on what's going on. Like Kabuto is going to complain to Orochimaru later on that he apparently keeps a summoning seal of corpses of various ages. And now he's out of one age group and they need to replenish that. Uh, You could take that conversation out and you could take out this whole sequence. And the fact that they are going back to their base and being pursued by Yamato would be true before and after the removal. And you would never know that anything had been removed. Yeah, exactly. It was just, it it just felt very like unwarranted and unneeded. Yeah, it's just, it's just at the wrong time. They should have put it at the end of episode 44. It would have made a lot of sense as a cliffhanger there for people that had not read ahead. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the other thing that's going to happen inside of this episode is that they're going to, they're going to talk about this, this book that's been left behind. I think that happens inside this episode, or maybe it's the next one. But they found it in the last. Oh no! Eh. No, they look at the book in the next one. Oh, okay. Well, they don't okay, do so that. What happens? This episode is all just about staring. I think. <laughs> oh yeah, they. This episode really, it really is just about the corpse fake out. Yep. I think them talking about needing more corpses happens in this episode, but it's not super relevant. Uh, I guess Psy realizes that he doesn't have his book. I forgot to put that down here in the notes. So yeah. and it's, you know, it, it's important to him and he didn't know that he didn't have it. So that's kind of like, he's, he's got a pang there. The only other important thing that I thought was interesting is that at the end of the episode, they have stopped. Be- oh, oh, wait. Okay. Here, this is actually interesting. So before, before Naruto, actual Yamato and Sakura start pursuing clone Yamato and the, uh, villain trio they they have this conversation with naruto because naruto just turned back into a person and he doesn't he, he also naruto does not know what happened he he does not remain conscious when he becomes the fox cloak at least uh when he becomes the fox cloak enough maybe at lower lower levels of possession he can still remain conscious but not at the one he was in this time so he's a little bit like what happened why do i feel so wiped out but he is so wiped out that he almost can't stand. And Yamato's like, hey, so uh, time is of the essence here, and we don't actually have time for you to recover. So we're going to go ahead and leave without you. And you can go back home on yourself, and you'll be fine, I'm pretty sure of it. Which is a, a bit of a a bit of a miss from Yamato, because part of the reason he's there is to protect Naruto from being abducted by an evil team that's trying to fucking abduct him. So I I don't know that he's completely right about that, but uh, it is what he suggests to Naruto. Naruto is like, he's going to do one of those things that Naruto does sometime where he's like, whatever was true a moment ago is not true anymore because I don't want it to be. And then it's not. And he, he does it in a way that I kind of liked, which was, if I can't go with you the rest of the way, then why did I come this far? And I think that's an interesting sentiment. I'm totally into it. But he does then have the ability to like go with them and keep up with them. And it is basically not an issue. Uh, he does almost pass out again on their travels, but then he saves it. And then Sakura, who was injured by Naruto when he was possessed, 
uh, her arm is super hurt because uh, as they will as they will say later, they think that when he hit her, some of the fox demon chakra got into her body and is causing her injury not to heal properly. And so it's still hurting her, even though if it were a regular injury, she would have been able to, to patch it up entirely by now. So she, as soon as Naruto starts to like lose consciousness, he is about to fall and then she notices it and then he saves himself. And then she, the next moment, reaches out with her bum arm and it hurts too bad and she starts to fall and doesn't save herself. And I didn't love that. That's not a great look. But uh, Yamato catches her before she hits the ground and he's like, okay, I guess we have to rest because unlike you, Naruto, uh, Sakura is the only medic on our team and so we can't actually go there without her. So uh, we're going to stop after all. And this was funny and ironic to me and also makes a lot of sense, but kind of is weird. Uh, and anyway, it's all going to come up, come to a head when Naruto asks her what happened to her arm. And she lies to his face that uh, it was Orochimaru who injured her. And then Yamato is going to be like, hey, I was teamed up with Sai for the impending fight that we're expecting. He's not here anymore. So I'm going to have to team up with you, Naruto. Let's go talk about that over here away from where sakura is recovering and as soon as they get out of earshot yamato's like she lied to you you did this <laughs> yeah okay that takes us into episode 46 the unfinished page uh, page this episode is about basically two things the first is them looking through the book and being like oh what's happening inside of this book and then eventually they're like, oh, one side must be Sai and the other side must be his brother. And it looks they're like... They're so dumb about this book. It's so stupid. They talk about it for so long. And then at the end of it, they're just like, he must have had to fight his brother. And something <laughs> happened. Meanwhile... talking about it for like five minutes of screen time and more in-universe time. Yeah, it takes That they've been forever. looking at the book. And at that point, they're like, hey... The boy with black hair kind of looks like Sai. Maybe it's him. And you're just like, we've all been assuming that this whole time. How are you guys elite ninja? Yeah. Okay. That's so embarrassing. Then the rest of episode 46 is about Orochimaru's group arriving at the hideout, going in the hideout, being observed by the Yamato clone who has this just ridiculous moment where he's just like, my face is a tree face. It's so weirdly animated. Too. Yeah, it's like super slow. Um, and then the last thing that happens is that Sai is going to meet up with uh, Sasuke or he walk into the same room where Sasuke is and they're going to have this moment where it's like Sasuke's eye opening and you're like, oh, shit. Um, and that takes us into episode 47, Infiltration, the Den of the Snake. Okay, so this episode, the first <laughs> thing that happened, I wanted to talk about so badly. Sasuke put okay. Sai into a genjutsu <laughs> for no reason other than fuck you, Sai. <laughs> yeah, Sasuke, I was thinking about this while I was typing the notes. Sasuke is basically, basically his personality in this moment boils down to a kid who's throwing a tantrum, but like, I don't know, a rich kid who always get gets what he wants when he throws a tantrum. So he's like precision nuclear striking in the form of a tantrum or something like that. Like, he's just like, I am so strong. I can wreck you just by looking at you and I'm going to do it because you are saying things I don't like. And I have weird feelings and I'm a hormonal teenager. And I'm just like, Sasuke is both cool and also totally sucks. 
Yeah, he's ridiculous inside of this moment. It's just so silly to me, but whatever. Anyways, let's go into the other thing that's going to happen, which is that Orochimaru is going to give Gabuto the envelope that he was given by uh, Sai via the Anbu. And it turns out that this is a uh, a broken apart bingo book. Um, it's uh, it's it's really important inside of this world, especially to uh, different ninjas that they have intel of other ninjas at other villages. Um, but inside of their own village, they also keep tabs of their own ninja. And it turns out that they have this is the this is the bingo book of the ninjas that are going to be inside of the village hidden in the leaves. Um, and specifically in the Anbu, which is the Black Ops division. So they're, yeah. they're basically just revealing the identity of some spies. Yeah. They're also going to be revealing the identity of Yamato for sure, which is really important. Um, and uh, then there's going to be a another moment. God, how you wrote this in the notes is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so The so, joke was just there. Yeah, okay, so Yamato is going to turn his two wood clones into, uh, or his wood clone into two little seeds, and the seeds can be, if they are swallowed or placed on the person of a uh, of a, a ninja or anybody else, they hilarious can hilarious to hear you dancing around this phrase. <laughs> they, can, they can be tracked by carrying this seed. Um, <laughs> um, and so... And so, Are we not doing phrasing anymore? Yeah. Anyways, um, so they're going to uh, uh, take take his seed. They're going to take all of it, um, and then <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna at the end of this episode. Um, they are going to lock uh, Sai inside of his room. Sai is gonna summon his own bingo book, and he's gonna be like, "Okay, uh, making sure that everything is right." And meanwhile, Yamato, Naruto, Sakura, they're going to enter the hideout just in just in the silliest way, um, which they is... They break the, in with astonishing ease and speed. Yeah. So first, the Yamato's going to make a big hole in the ground, and then he's going to be like, well, there's rocks surrounding the whole thing, um, but for some reason, I can't use the same jutsu I just used to make a hole. So what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to take this... This this like wooden thing of power that I have and grow a little hole through the wall and expand it until yeah. the hole is big enough to be a square. That Yamato had Naruto and Sakura swallow his seed and then oh he stuck God. his wood in the wall hole. I hate everything that you just said. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so okay, I think I actually understand why this works the way it works. So they use the earth jutsu to create the hole outside not to get into the hideout but to get down at the hideouts level because it's an underground hideout and then the hideout has like thick stone walls that form the shape of the hideout and yamato doesn't use the earth jutsu that he just used i think for the same reason that he rejects naruto's offer of using naruto's rasengan to burst through which is that it would make too much noise Yamato instead basically uses his wood jutsu to grow a tree in a crack in the wall. And the reasoning that he has is that if the if the wall is like too rigid, then it it's sort of susceptible to, you know, having these weaknesses. 
to me, it made me think of like the fact that, you know, skyscrapers and cities are built to sway a little bit in the wind because if they didn't sway in the wind, had that like rigidity that they have would mean that they were more susceptible to breaking. But with a little bit of give, they're able to sort of like flow with the elements and it, it actually makes them sturdier to not be as rigid. And so to me, I got the impression that he was using the same principles here, that because the wall is such hard packed stone, it allows for a weakness of this of this type for me to be able to like wriggle in essentially. So that's what they do. Yeah. Okay. That takes us into episode 48, which is called Bonds. Um, this episode- Also the name of the second movie, no relation. Yeah. So- Here's my biggest problem with this episode, and and here's the thing. So, they're going to talk to Psy the whole episode. And in this whole episode, they're going to be like, Psy, you secretly have emotions that you didn't even realize that you had. And uh, also, uh, they are then going to ha- gain information as a team by forcing Sai to admit what they already basically know. And we, as an audience, also already know. And that yeah. is obnoxious. Because it's that could it, happen it's technically, it, it's technically confirming our suspicions. And those were suspicions posited by Yamato, who is a character we don't know that much about, about Danzo, who is a character we know far less about. So, like... It didn't bother me as much because I'm like, you know, we thought that maybe Sai was working for Donzo. Or we, you know, we pretty much knew that Sai was working for Donzo, but we thought he was doing it to team up with Orochimaru. And that's what Sai is going to reveal here. But you're right. We've already, co- you know, <laughs> Yamato said this and he said it in a way where you're like, oh, that's what's happening. So it is, it definitely does feel like retreading the ground a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it but what's really interesting does. is that Sai, Sai is like, my mission for Donzo is to get Orochimaru to uh to attack the leaf village and also to spy on orochimaru because orochimaru is a bad guy and as soon as he attacks the leaf village in secret allyship with donzo once he's uh, achieved his goal of fucking up the village he's probably going to turn on donzo and donzo's goal is not to be turned on and so i am going to spy on him to make that uh, double cross not work and i thought that was interesting yeah and uh, that's basically all that happens inside this episode. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. The, there's some messed up stuff about how Ambu Root works, and Psy doesn't have emotions. Except Sakura's like, "Well, you really like that book, huh?" And that means you have emotions. And Psy doesn't seem very convinced. And then they tie him up. And then Naruto at the end of the episode, Naruto says some whack ass shit about how far he will go to get Sasuke back. And on the one hand, it's inspiring how determined he is. And it's like, you know, it's that kind of thing where you're like, I'm so determined that even if you kill me, I will, as a ghost, haunt you to get what I wanted in life. And that's cool. But he takes he takes it to such extremes that you're just like, okay, let's maybe relax a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that's our episodes for this week. Uh, Stick with us after these credits and we'll talk about what's coming on next time. 
Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash get jumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday. And hey, thanks for listening. Hello, my name is Jeremy Snow, owner and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind. We interrupt your awesome, regularly scheduled programming to ensure you're aware of The Geekly Grind podcast network, of which this show is a treasured member of. If you haven't had a chance to check out our site, you can do so at thegeeklygrind.com, and while you're there, take a look at the other members of our steadily growing podcast family, including the anime-centric Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, discovering new heroes on comic book keepers with Chris and Lance, exploring the vast universe of geekdom with Geeksploration, or appreciating animation's finer details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we're watching Yu Yu Hakusho episodes 55 through 58. The finals begin, and the first episode is all about stretching out for time in order to make sure Kurama can transform. (laughs) No. Anyways, stick with us.